On this Friday installment of Locked On Texans, updates on the Houston Texans trade rumors regarding Brandon Cooks and Kamu Grugier-Hill acts out of Houston. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Friday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security. Pass protection technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 27 monitoring agents can capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police responses. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. It's Friday. We're getting ready for the weekend. But what better way to get better for the weekend than with your boy, John Hickman, and of course, Cody Davis here to discuss the Houston Texans. And it's Friday. Cody, what do we normally do on Fridays? Of course, man. We got to start with those YouTube comments. <laughs> got to get in the YouTube comments. One of the best places in the world to be especially with our great listeners and viewers. So shout out to you guys, man. I'm going to go ahead and start out with Herman Carter. Brethren, you know somebody mad <laughs> when they take it back to the BC days. Brethren, <laughs> the Old Testament. But shout out to my man, H. Carter. But he did say, brethren, this is flat out embarrassing. I'm of the mindset of firing every darn body, especially Lovey. If they're going to keep Lovey, they need to take the D.C. responsibilities completely away from him. Cody, would you like to address this comment? Yeah, you know, and that is something that we have talked about a lot here on Locked On Texans, whether it be you and I, whether it be SARS, whether it be Brandon K. Scott, almost every guest that we had on Locked On Texans all talked about the possibility of Lovey Smith um, you know, because he's head coach, he should have an opportunity to hire a defensive coordinator. However, John, listeners and viewers, even though that seems like an ideal situation for everybody, I do not expect for Lovey Smith to do that because first and foremost, he is kind of stuck in his ways. You know, he is basically living and dying by that Tampa 2 defense. And, you know, I 100% agree with everyone who has played around with this knowledge that he should hire a defensive coordinator. Some people have talked about this same exact situation when he first was hired as head coach. However, I don't think it's going to be a realistic possibility. And the only way that I could see the Houston Texans hiring a DC is if they move on from Lovey Smith. And again, like I mentioned once before, I do not expect that to happen in 2023. It's kind of sad though, that nobody is expecting Lovey Smith to hire a defensive coordinator or to change things. And that brings me back to Herman's statement, right? If, if like, if we read that, backwards if they're going to keep lovey they need to take the dc responsibilities away from them then if we go to the very next like if, if they don't take that responsibility away from them and if he continues to stay in his defense which at one point in his coaching career got him far to the super bowl right mm -hmm. but if he does continue to stay and play that defensive scheme and there aren't any changes 
then as bad as the optics may look, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I feel like because this league, just like every league outside of MLB, but because this league changes fast pace year in and year out, right? Like quarterbacks five and ten years ago, really ten years ago, aren't the same quarterbacks that he went against necessarily on a consistent basis. It's only rare that you played the paid manage and the Tom Brady's, right? Now you got guys coming out that go against cover two and kill at freshmen in high school. And so if there isn't going to be any change, I, I would, you know, kind of recommend moving on from them. You don't want somebody that just refuses to uh, evolve with times, right? But it could be maybe Lovey doesn't feel like he has a player to successfully run his cover two defense. And I will say this, he does not have the front four to successfully run a cover two defense, which brings me to my next comment. Jalen Johnson, one of the greats of the show, watchers. Cody and John, I think this may sound crazy, and I think you said this, John, but I'm leaning towards the Texans should pass on the QB in this year's draft class. Uh, I mm. did say something similar to that, <laughs> but my statement was I don't think Houston should draft a quarterback with their first pick, maybe first two picks, depending <laughs> on who's on the board. And I'll say this. Again, if Love is going to be here, and I am of the mindset that he will be here past this season, whether it's Lovey or anybody else, Houston has to get better in between the DNs. They're going to have to go get a guy that can stop the run, like can dominate the guards and the centers. They're going to have to eventually go get a defensive end that can consistently get after the quarterback, which is what a lot of people was hoping out of Jonathan Gennard. But as I said in the offseason, that sounds great, and we expect for Jonathan Gennard to be that, but there's always an asher because we haven't seen him be healthy enough to finish out the season to be a double-digit sack guy. So between defensive tackle, between defensive end, between linebacker position, all of these positions that have really hurt the Houston Texans yeah, I wouldn't mind if Houston just says, you know what, we're gonna go defense first in that first uh in the first first round of the draft and really address some of our needs. But even if you go defense first, that still is going to you like your offense is still gonna be subpar at best, John listeners and viewers. Like I look at this from a standpoint of, you know. As of right now, we are expecting this to be one of the deepest deepest quarterback class um, over the last couple of years. Um, there's a lot of great talent coming out at that position. You know, if, if the season ended today, the Houston Texans, I might be wrong on this, but the Houston Texans will have picks number two, um, the one that they hold for themselves, and, of course, the one that they're getting from the Cleveland um, Browns, that is pick number five. It's somewhere along <clears throat> those ballparks. I say all that just to say – to me, it would not make sense for the Houston Texans to improve their defensive front when at the end of the day we're still going to come back with the same problem of the defense are doing their job the first two to three quarters, but yet they're getting tired in the fourth quarter because the offense can't sustain drives. Like I'm looking at that from the standpoint, of course, every time we talk about the offense right now, the weakest position group is arguably at quarterback, unfortunately. Now, 
Maybe my mindset might change if Davis Mills can sustain the level of play that we saw in Las Vegas. But as of right now, if you're sitting there with the number two and the number five picks, if the draft was tomorrow, you would have to roll a dice on one of these top quarterbacks. Yeah, and one thing I will say is because of the Browns, <laughs> Houston could possibly pick between – three picks from one another. Like, they could mm -hmm. possibly go uh, three and six. And you know Nick is going to flip one of those picks. You know he is. But this is the year not to flip a pick, honestly. Um, and I'm, you know, largely to what you were saying, that still may leave room for Houston to go get the defensive tackle that they need. Mm, well, yeah, that is true. That still may leave room for Houston to draft one of those top quarterbacks. Um. And we guys, we gotta look at it like this, man. Like I don't know where uh, Hooker's draft stock is as of right now. I know it's been rising. I think he's a Heisman. But if Houston has an opportunity to get him in that second round, man, and allow him to sit, right? You don't have to rush it. Address your other needs. Maybe that could be the route. Houston does have so many different issues. It's it's very hard to pinpoint it. The last comment before we move on. Cascade K. I, yeah. <laughs> it's the best way. Uh, he said trade for Justin Fields. I would I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> I only say that because, like I mentioned, I think the Chicago Bears are doing that young man a disservice. And not only that, if you were to put him alongside a pretty good quarterback coach in Pep Hamilton. A, a pretty good offensive coordinator in Pep Hamilton. Maybe the Houston Texans can get something out of Justin Fields that Chicago is failing at. I'm just saying I wouldn't be opposed to it. Houston can't get it out of Davis Mills. I don't see it happening out, uh, out of your, your boy, Justin Fields, <laughs> who, by the way, had a very good game against the Patriots, so shout out to him. Listen, when it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why I use and I trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know your home is safe. Like I said, 24 7 professional monitoring agents. Those agents call you the moment a threat is detected and they dispatch police or first responders in any emergency, even if you're not at home or you cannot be reached. Can't beat that. Also, their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Guys, they're here to keep you safe. And in the world that we live in now, safety is the number one priority. You can also customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked On Texans. Normally, we would have our brother, Mr. Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 16, but with so much going on with the Houston Texans as of right now, we thought it was um important for us just to talk about what's going on with this organization because there's always something going on with the Houston Texans, and boy, the last 48 hours has been kind of crazy for this organization. Um, Starting with Brandon Cooks, on Wednesday... Um, a Texan sports person came out and told us that Brandon Cooks was not around due to a veteran day. And at first, we didn't really think too much of it because that is not the first, nor it probably wouldn't be the last time Brandon Cooks takes a, a, a veteran day. However, the, 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 the turning point came was when we did not see Brandon Cooks at all. Normally, when he takes a veteran day, he is still around the team. He is still on the sideline, you know, still going through walkthroughs and stuff. But he wasn't around the team. Every single Wednesday, ever since he got here, he always addresses the media on Wednesday. When he first got here, it was Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson, Brandon Cooks on Wednesday. Last year, it was David Cully, Tyrod Taylor, Brandon Cooks on Wednesday. And throughout this whole entire season, every Wednesday, Lovey Smith. Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks. However, Brandon Cooks did not address the media on Wednesday. Um, we was told that he was, quote-unquote, lifting weights, and we did not buy that because, first and foremost, that is not the first, nor it would not be the last time that Brandon Cooks go through a weightlifting session prior to speaking to the media, and the young man didn't show up. But look, at the end of the day, Brandon Cooks wants out of Houston. The trade deadline is next Tuesday, but John, I'm not too sure that the Texans are going to have an opportunity to move on from Brandon Cooks prior to the deadline because, you know, I was told by a source that, you know, the Texans are actively shopping him, but they they have placed a high value on Brandon Cooks, and as of right now, no team is um you know making the call our good friend Aaron Wilson reported on yesterday that multiple teams have called the Houston Texans about Brandon Cooks one of those teams was the Kansas City Chiefs and Kansas City on yesterday acquired a pretty damn good wide receiver so you know I'm looking at this from a standpoint I do not expect Brandon Cooks to get moved by the deadline um if anything I can see this being a situation that's probably going to drag drag into the offseason, unfortunately. You know, I don't think Brandon Cooks is the type of player that's going to ask to be released or ask to be away from the organization. Unlike Kamu Gruje Hill, who <laughs> on third on Wednesday asked to be released. And I found that very ironic because it's crazy that he asked for his release literally 24 hours after Lovey, Lovey Smith came out and said that we are going to take more steps in order to get Christian Harris, the rookie linebacker, who looked pretty good, by the way, pretty solid in his debut, more snaps. As always, there's a lot going on here in the city of Houston with the Houston Texans, but that is where we stand with those two guys. Yeah, man, right now I look at Tampa Bay. They need a receiver. Uh, I look at the Rams. I think the Rams need a receiver. I don't know why they uh, haven't reached out he, to Odell. No, well, uh, Brandon Cooks and the Rams, they are done. They did not end off on good terms. That's very true. I'm just looking at teams that need a receiver. Uh, I'm looking here. Da not Dallas. Uh, New York. The Giants need a receiver. Uh, I would even say that 
the Chargers need a receiver, right? I, they, don't have, they haven't been healthy at that position all year. Mm-hmm. You have a quarterback that is known to want to air it out. Uh, also, Baltimore and the Bengals need a receiver. So we got a couple of days before the trade deadline hits. Teams are quarterback. I mean, yeah, teams that are quarterback friendly and have aspirations to make the playoffs, you know, are really reaching out to Houston. I think right now it comes down to compensation on one end and on the other, that contract. That's why Kamu hmm. asked the BIA, ain't making it $18 million. Like Brandon <laughs> Cook, somebody going to have to pay me this money, right? And I think that's what it is it comes down to right now, just the money and, and what Houston is going to be willing to pay and what a team that may be in a win-now mode is willing to compensate Houston for a player like Brandon Cooks. And, and right now, when I look at Brandon Cooks, man, like <clears throat> I remember at the beginning of the season, Sarge was, you know, basically saying uh, he's lost his stuff. He's not the same Brandon Cooks that we saw before last year. Something's a little different. I uh, got scrutinized. And then as the first few weeks of the season comes on, goes on, yeah, he's right. Brandon Cooks does not look the same. And so I think for Houston, as of right now, they may end up being in a lose-lose situation. Extending him when Jack Easterby was in office <laughs> earlier in the year, and I'm not using that to be a conspiracy theorist, or maybe I am. But he got that extension, maybe at the point where you probably should have moved on from him, and now he's nowhere near playing up to that extension type of money level. So if you move on from him, you're going to have to pay a good amount of that, I believe so. And teams are not going to compensate you now as they probably would a few months back. And so you're not getting a good compensation, draft comp capital, and a contract. It may make sense to keep him till the offseason. My only question is, will it be in the will the offseason come around and they're going to be in the same situation that they're in now, maybe a little bit worse? So is it better to mm. just go go ahead right now and move on from them? And get what you can because by the time the offseason moves around comes around excuse me teams that may be you know a wide receiver or two away from really pushing it and making it to the playoffs and being a contender they may not be a contender no more and so they may be able to refocus their energy towards maybe a free agent wide receiver or focusing mm-hmm. their energy towards the draft so i think now may be the best time then it will be later. Should have been in the past. They gave him that money. He's not living up to it. Uh, they may want to move on now because it may only get worse. And in terms of Kamu, you really got to be happy for both sides, right? I think the system just wasn't working out for Kamu. Ain't been working out for Kirksey. Ain't been working out for too many of those linebackers because of their assignments. And so a player like Kamu, a veteran who's been in the league a very long time, he may just want to get to a place where he's comfortable playing his game. Don't want to learn much new. Don't want to try to do too many assignments, get back to my role and being comfortable making plays at that linebacker position. So you got to be happy for him. I hope he lands on his feet. One of those teams will come calling and give him an opportunity to play football. But that is where Houston is right now. And blindly enough, maybe this is where they've been the entire time. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Let's look competitive. Let's put the best we've got out there. But this season really ain't about much. We're going to find out what we have midseason. We're going to find out who we may need to bring back next year. 
But some of these guys are just guys. And this is not disrespectful, but in terms of tiers and in the NFL, how many top tier guys do the Houston Texans have? Only one. It's Larry Tunsil. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solution, there's no better feeling. And a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easy to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. Listen, BetterHelp, people believe in BetterHelp so much. Paul George just donated $3 million to BetterHelp. Like that doesn't that speaks volumes. Doesn't get no better than that. Everybody wants people to get the help they deserve. And the best part about BetterHelp is convenient. It's accessible. It's affordable. And it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, which and you can switch therapists at any time. You want to be a better problem solver? Therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on. Today, to get 10% off your first month, again, that's betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked On Texans. And look, the Houston Texans season, it has not been that great. One, four, and one. They're probably going to be one, five, and one by the end of Sunday. King Derrick Henry is back, and he probably going to rush for over 200 yards on this hey, team. Hey, I would take again. the over on prospects, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, you know, I'm taking the over on everything in terms of Derrick Henry and the Houston Texans run defense. But, John, um, I just wanted to take a moment right now. We've talked so much on this show about running back coach Danny Berry. Finally got him a dog. Like, And with that being said, <laughs> you know, on yesterday, we had an opportunity to talk to all of the um, offensive coaches. We talked to um, George Warhop. We, we, we talked to everybody. And Danny Berry, that was the first time that he went through an entire media availability with just the biggest smile on his face. And you know, of course, we all had an opportunity to talk to him about um, Damian Pierce, you know, and, and later on, I, I even talked to him about the emergence and how good that Darway Agumba Wale played on Sunday and whether or not he's going to get more snaps. And while I was sitting there listening to Danny Berry go through his entire media availability, I had to, I had to come back and ask this question about the relief and the the rejuvenation that he is feeling this season with a revamped running back group. And this is what he had to say. Well, it's been good. You know, uh, again, it's the first time that I've been here that we actually drafted a back, you know, which is good, you know, and not to say the guys that we brought in before weren't good ball players, but it was good. We drafted a back knowing that, you know, a position that we wanted to upgrade. And I think uh, Nick and the scouting department, you know, the college scouts done a great job, you know, being able to find a guy like Damien when everybody else looked over him, we was able to bring him in. So he's come in, he's complimented the guys that we have in the room. I think, like I said before, the depth in which we have and the quality of people we have at this position right now is is wonderful you know i've had good guys in the past here great ball players uh but the overall talent of the room right now is uh, on top shelf for me we talked so much about whether or not 
Coach Danny Barry should be back <laughs> coming into the 2022 campaign. Um, John, you thought of the latter. I always said he doesn't have the talent, and now he has the talent. And you can see that he is helping Damian Pierce and the rest of this running back group um, help the Houston Texans move the change really quick. We know how bad the Houston Texans have been in their rushing attack over the last two seasons. Over the last two seasons, this is a team that averaged 87 and a half yards on the ground. This year alone, through the first six games of the season, they have averaged a little bit over 100. And once again, I was just so happy to see Danny Barry actually have some talent in that backfield this season. Yeah, man, you look at the leading rusher for Houston through 17 games last year. It was at 427 <laughs> with Rex Burkhead. Right now, <clears throat> Damian Pierce, he got your area code, 504, on the ground, right? Yes, That's sir. <laughs> But you really have to be happy for a coach like Danny Beard. Like you mentioned, DP is the first running back that they drafted. Mm. He's performing phenomenally well. Um, and a lot of people right now want to give Rex Burkhead flack, and I totally understand it. I really do. But in his decreased role over the past three to four games, Rex Burkhead has been performing well for what he's been asked to do, right? He's not running the ball as much as he did last year. He's getting the ball in, in, in moments where he may be needed. I get it. People may not want to see him out on the field anymore. And I think when, what we saw out of uh, Dare, I agree. I think Dare should have been the number two running back the entire time. Don't know what the coaching staff was thinking with uh, Pep Hamilton and, and what's going on in that front office. And I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to put the blame on Pep. What I'm saying is it was clear as day that he is athletically better than Rex Burkhead. There are some things that he can do out on the field that Rex Burkhead can't do. There's a burst of speed that Rex Burkhead just cannot provide that Dari can. To get back to Danny Barrett, it's, it's that feeling that he has right now, it's probably going to be the same feeling when – <laughs> uh, forget his name off the top of my head, but the Houston Texans wide receiver coach gets him a young, one of those top rookie wide receivers in next year's draft or whenever they're able to solidify their tight end position. Going to be happy for these coaches when they feel like they have the player that they want to coach because mm -hmm. they know that their player can do certain things. Right now for Houston, when I look at Danny Beard, especially the last two years, I know that after every run, he's just on the sideline. <laughs> my boy. That's my boy. And he should be happy, man, because he, he's seen some bad running back play here in Houston. Yeah. And not only that, um, Danny Barry also talked about how much joy he loved not only coaching, but seeing the growth in um, Damian Pierce ever since he got here. And look, every single week, they have asked Damian Pierce to improve on something, and he has done it. Remember week one, it was, you know, he's not getting the snaps because of his run blocking. He enhanced it now, run block his pass protection. He enhanced in his pass protection. A couple weeks later, he fumbled the ball not once but twice in the game against the Chicago Bears. And what they wanted him to do, secure the ball, you know, work on your ball security. And what has he done over the last couple of weeks? He has he taken care the of the ball, you know, so... Overall, man, I really do think, you know, regardless of everything that's going on with the whole Jack Easterby thing in the last couple of weeks, you know, the fact that the Texans are sitting here at 1-4-1, one, one, the fact that 
you know, this is an organization who, let's be real, whether you had this team winning four games or seven to eight games this season, you know, I think it's safe to say that this organization um, has failed in a lot of expectations. However, like I said on the crossover show, like I'm going to say now, like I'm going to continue continue to say the one thing that you can take away from the 2022 campaign that at least in terms of the rookies, Pierce, Petrie, Stingley, Green, like the future is somewhat bright for the Houston Texans moving forward. Absolutely. And just to briefly comment on that, again, I've said it before, the cornerback position has been a position Houston has not been able to fill since the days of Jonathan Joseph consistently. Mm -hmm. Safety position has been a position Houston has not been able to fill the void for since the rookie year of Justin Reed when he had mm -hmm. Tyshawn Gibson on the opposite side of him. And that was a thing that and we And Tyron Matthews. Don't forget that, too. And Honey Badger was in town for Houston, right? The running back has been an issue for Houston since the days of Arian Foster. Really since Carlos Hyde, but Arian Foster was the last feature franchise back for this, for this team. So they're getting there. They are getting there. You got to like what Keon Green has been able to bring, the nastiness, toughness at their left guard, at the left guard position. They're going to get there, man. Um, I I just want to see Houston do really well in free agency. Hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. We'll talk about that as the time gets near. But thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked on Texans. Also, like us on Facebook. Subscribe, like, and comment here on YouTube under the name Locked on Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Hopefully, we'll have a victory Monday on Monday. Chances are we not. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Playing for the tie. Where did that get you?